Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash us slash get QR code. This is episode number 53 with our guest, Stephen Larson. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing, hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hey there, guys. Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in. Welcome right into the studio you're tuned into The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Josh Carey. How do you feel about the words sales and marketing? If you're like most, it's probably right up there with gouging your eyes out with a knitting needle, right? You probably see it as a necessary evil. I know I did for so long until I adjusted my definition of what it really means to sell and how to apply it in a way that feels right and presents an offer to my ideal client that they will adore. Our guest today is a master at all things sales and marketing, but he wasn't always that way. Just like everything else in life, it's a skill you can master too. Our guest is the Stephen Larson, and he spent four years learning from the most brilliant marketers today before leaving his nine-to-five job to build his own million-dollar business. Today, through his very successful podcast, he shares it all so you can learn and apply the same marketing strategies he's used to grow his online business. It is beyond awesome, beyond cool to welcome our guest today right there. Please help me welcome. Steven Larson. What's going on, Steven? Hey, what's going on, man? What an awesome intro. Thank you so much. My pleasure to be here. <laughs> absolute pleasure to uh, have you construct such an intro for me to deliver. So let's get right into this. We have so much good to cover. Sales and marketing. Besides that, I know one of the foundations uh, you live by is the act of learning. Tell me why that's so important. I have kind of a different view on learning than I think most people do. I, I don't like to learn generally, you know, I, I realized I was spending years and years and years learning and I would just, I don't know, I'd, I'd fool myself with the feelings of momentum in my life because I was going in and learning you know, another book, another guru, another course. And what was fascinating is uh, I remember riding my bike home one day because I didn't have enough money for another car and uh, I was beating myself up just like, I, I, was, I, was, I was talking to myself a lot, right? and I still do. And I was like, Steven, why are you still broke, dude? <laughs> right? Like, why aren't you doing it, man? Like, you know how you would fix that person's business or that person's, you know? And, and suddenly I realized, I was like, 
I'm stuck in these learning loops and I'm just learning for the sake of feeling momentum in my life. And so I stopped, I, I actually purposefully put every single book down and that was weird and very different in the way than most people, you know, move. And what I did is I decided I would just solve one problem at a time and only learn with the intent to solve that problem. So I call it just in time learning. And uh, I only go in and like, so at any time you can ask me, Stephen, what's the number one problem you're trying to solve? And I am only educating myself and I'm only pulling the books off the shelves and the podcasts and gurus and all that stuff to just answer that one question. And um, so for me, learning has, has become that and it's very, very targeted and very focused. It's what helps milk a lot of noise. Mm. <laughs> So I mentioned in the intro that you set out to build a uh, million dollar business for yourself. How did you and how do you today define success for yourself? What does that look like for Steven Larson? It, you know, it's funny. You, you find out really quickly that the money stops being the reason to move forward. <laughs> you know, you can make the money you want to, but um man, I light up when I get to speak on stage and see that like somebody, they get it. You know, it's like a sixth sense. If you've spoken, you get it if you spoke from stage, but I don't know how to describe it. Like the, the lights going like, oh crap, I'm living below my potential. And I've already had the capacity to live that potential. You know, it's, it's that moment. And I'm like, yes, right. And that gets me fired up. And, um, you know, that's what I spend most of my time doing now. <laughs> so you were, you were insecure some years ago. You found yourself living because it doesn't seem possible. And that's like the stereotype, right? Whenever we sure. see somebody living, quote unquote, successfully, we say, God, they have to have been doing this all along. They yeah. got all the breaks. They know what's doing. Where is that the misconception? Completely misconception. Um, I was 35% body fat in high school. I had a double chin, almost a triple. Um, <laughs> almost a triple. Yeah, I was working on that triple. And uh, I, was, uh, I was shy, man. I had no confidence at all. Um, I actually got the, nicest, I got, the, I got the nicest kid award when I graduated high school. It's not because I was nice. No one heard me speak. I mean, there was literally a teacher who brought me to the side before I graduated, and she genuinely congratulated me that she could hear me. Like, because I was so... I just wouldn't say anything. When I spoke, like it was always in the back and it was like a mumble. And when I see adults walking down the hall, I would physically turn away from them and either go the other way or just not look at them. Cause I, I just, I don't know. Um, I always tell people I'm the least likely success story. And I, I think that that's, it should be a message of hope for people. You know, everything that I am has been crafted and created and it didn't take as long as I thought it would. I'm only 30 years old, but it takes a while. I think for people to like, like, you got to be honest with where you are, right? Like, I, Steven, you're fat, right? And when I said that, like, I had to go and realize, like, get your butt in shape and start lifting. I lost 45 pounds, got down to 6% body fat and started doing sprint triathlons. And it was awesome, right? Steven, you're broke, you know, rather than, like, oh, I just don't have the funds that I want right now. It's like, no, like, say it, right? You're, you're broke, man. <laughs> you know, you're this, you're this. And being really open with yourself, then you can grow. Um, so true. You don't tie your self-esteem to what you are or aren't. You know? so, so true. I spent uh, decades uh, hiding behind fear, playing it small, and then yeah. every day wondering, why aren't things working out? <laughs> why aren't they giving me a chance? It's like, and then I look at it now and I'm like, 
God. And I just get a little queasy in the stomach thinking of the person I was. And I'm like, oh yeah, everything, you know, they say that you are exactly where you are, you know, because of all the choices you've made. And until I was able to get honest, that's so true. Develop some sense of uh, uh, self-awareness and honesty with yourself of what's working and what's not. And, you know, uh, stereotype, cliche or not, you can do anything. And all the time, I'm not even going to say more often than not, 99.9, forget 100% of the time, you inside know what needs to be done. Yes. Excuses for not doing, you know what needs to be done right now, but you'll excuse it. You'll pretend, I don't know. I don't have. Totally true. I need to go learn something else. I need to go. I must Here. need another mentor, another Here. book. Another, like, right. no, like Here. enough to na- take the next step. Correct. And we, we really, I, I love that. You only need enough to take that next step. But we say, no, no, no. I need to know the complete picture. I don't know how I'm going to do step five. And I, I have no idea how I'm going to do that. So I have to figure it out. No, take that first step that you know, and that crap will appear. That is yeah. going to appear for you. And you're going to start attracting people that are like, yo, I like you and what you're doing. Let's talk. And you're like, yeah. opportunity. Yeah. It's so funny though, but then people are like, no, we're too caught up in comparing ourselves with like where we are, where we aren't, the clock, man, I'm not where I need to be compared to that person, this person, like how fast they did it. And then we can't be real with ourselves. You know, I, I, I failed out. I was literally kicked out of college my first semester because I just got straight Fs. I didn't know how to learn. I got mercy graduated from high school. I mean, it took me four years to go back, learn how to learn, and then get back into college where I almost got straight A's afterwards. But it wasn't until I was like, Steven, you're dumb. You know what I mean? Like see things as they are, yeah. then you can move forward and actually do something about it. But you got to be real with yourself. Why were you so shy as a child? What was going on in the life and the mind of Steven Larson growing up that created that persona? I actually don't know why I was. Um, I remember though, when I first started becoming self-aware, the fact that I was though, and, uh, and it was part of that was when I was literally graduating high school, you know, it's not like I was a young kid anymore. And I got the nicest kid award and it shocked me. I was like, what? Nicest kid award. And I was like, embarrassed to show it with people, you know, at least make it like most awesome, you know, the hardest mamma jamma on the planet, you know, yeah, but, like, but you're nice. I'm like what? And like on the inside, I was a rage machine. No one knew any different. Cause I wasn't saying anything. I was an angry, really intense kid. Oh, and- you were. Yeah, but you wouldn't know any different. On the inside, it was just war, battle zone all the time, you know, fighting my own demons, you know? And um, For what? What were some of those demons? What created them? Just, I don't know. It was the uh, feeling, it, I was in fifth grade the first time I realized when I was just a little bit different than other people, and uh, which was crazy, you know? And, and But fall in line, you know, be the same, fall in step, you know? And... and so there's this conflict in my head and just got louder and louder and louder. So I didn't know how else to cope with it. So I think that's why I got quieter and quieter and quieter. Never realized that. So you just asked that. What was pivotal about fifth grade? How, how were you different externally, internally, some weird stuff? What was it? I don't know. Yeah, it's the way I communicated a little bit. Um, I'm not like a sports guy. <laughs> you know, I don't like to just, I, I don't know. I was very interested in how things worked. Uh, very interested on, you know, blueprints and questions i asked a lot of questions i still ask a lot of questions and I think oh that well was- isn't that isn't that a uh, um a level of success though isn't that an attribute of the successful sure. oh question? totally yeah, yeah now be curious <laughs> learn ask questions 
Um, you were you were in the army. How did that play out? It was awesome. It was fun. You know, I um, I joined the army because I think I was on business try seven, which was an ultimate failure again. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, so you failed. You have oh, failed seventeen straight times before I actually got one right. Perfect. Imagine that's, that. That's as many as I can remember, anyway. Yeah. Um, I went and I joined the army one because I always kind of wanted to, and I like shooting, and you know <laughs> I loved it, and uh, I like things that are challenging and really hard. I want to see what I'm made of. But number two, it was paying us. You know, and I needed that at that time. And um, what was cool is the army taught me some mentalities that I just, I don't think I would have learned other places, you know. Like? Sack one. up. Okay. <laughs> Sack just get up. it done. Move forward, you know. Uh, very much like a. Um, Sack up. Um, I like that. Yeah. Owning every outcome, even if it wasn't your responsibility, you know. Like Jocko Willick talks about extreme ownership, you know, that wow. is more of that that I really learned. Like, wow. I, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love the taking action because I'm at a point in my life where I'm being hit over the head from so many people that I learn from and listen to that. It is just that one thing, action, take freaking action. And that yeah. goes along with what you started saying about learning. You can't just acquire all of this knowledge. You have to just acquire just the bare minimum to understand and then take the action. Yeah. So true. Yeah. A lot of it. And then you'll figure out the details as you go. You don't need the whole roadmap. Yeah, and then you've, you've spoken about uh, connecting this dot where in your business, you don't have to be a renaissance man, right? Which means that you are the one executing on everything, right? You can get other people to assist in your business. It's funny. I, I was 20 years old, and this is going to sound so weird, okay? But um, we would go to this, this gym in our church, and we would turn over all these tables in our basketball gym and we'd take tennis balls and we'd play dodgeball with tennis balls with like 50 of us. It was really aggressive. People get hit in the face. I'm sure it's dangerous. <laughs> it was a weird tradition. I don't really know why we did it as a group of young boys, but um, uh, <laughs> pent up aggression. I don't know, whatever. But there was this time though, where I really wanted to, I was like, I was, it was fun and everyone was just chatting and talking. I was like, let's go, let's go. Let's get this started. And I tried for 10 minutes to get everyone to get going. And I was like, let's go. Come on. I want to throw balls at people. And um, this guy walks in and I was frustrated walking out. This lesson taught me a lot of why things are right now. I don't know why. Anyway, I've always been really introspective, but I walked out and I was like, dang it. And this guy walks in at the same time and goes, what's wrong? I said, I can't get anyone to get started. I don't know why. I've been trying forever. I kid you not. This dude doesn't want nothing more than lift his head and say, let's get started in a busy gym full of tons of people and everyone's heads turn and we got started. And I was like, why did that work? <laughs> what? And we start playing, but I couldn't shake it from my head. And I used to carry this little black notebook with me everywhere. Um, back to, I think I still have it. Anyway, the little black notebook and I would write down things I was learning. And I wrote down that day, I don't need to know how to play every instrument. I need to know how to be the orchestrator. If I can be the maestro, I don't need to know how to play the trombone and the flute and the violin, right? And for some reason, I took that into the business space and I started realizing like, crap, like I, I really should not try to be a Renaissance man. It, it, there's, a, there's a zone for it when you can't afford a team, but get out of that as fast as you can, right? And just start bringing people in that are doing it. And then your role is just to give them what they need in order to do what you hired them for. That's it. 
Mm. Really mm. helpful. Love that. Looking back on your younger self, what advice would you give that very person? Stop caring so much about what other people think about you. Mm. <laughs> just, just, are you interested in it? Then move. You know, mm. Carefully hang around. Your friends really do define a lot about you. Um, not that you don't need to be cordial, but you don't need to be friends either. And I think yeah. it's trying to be friends with everybody. I, it's, it's so funny. Last week I was listening to uh, one of my mentors speak and he made that exact comment and it resonated uh, because I spent, you know, when I was deep in my life, in my uh, past life, so to speak, right. I, wanted to, I, I wanted to befriend everybody because that was the only metric I had for, am I worthy? Am I, uh, right. Right. do I fit in? Do you like me? And crazy. Yeah. 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 Do I, do I qualify? Yeah. Mm. And it's like, it? well, uh, you're not looking at me for a friend. You're looking at me for a business opportunity. So we don't have to be friends, but it's all I knew at the time. Yeah. Totally. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. What mantra do you live by today? Mantra. You know what? Actually, I keep a coin on my desk and it's really this, um, I know without a doubt, I would not have worked for Russell Brunson or be the coaches, coaching guy and all this stuff if I had money to get to her first event, which is really interesting. The fact that I was so poor and for some reason I was not figuring it out. The fact that I was so poor and I was like, I will go to his Funnel Hacking Live event 2016, not long ago. You know, oh. I will go to that event. I can't, I don't have money, so I got to get resourceful. Um, and I started trading funnels for plane tickets and hotel nights and all that stuff because I didn't have money. So I was like, I got to get resourceful. And what was interesting is that like, because of that desperation, I learned that skill set on a depth that most don't. And so when they started looking for a funnel person and I didn't know that, and they offered me the job, I already had this rap sheet. If I had the money, I would have just paid the money and just gone. I would not have learned that skill set. Wow. If I, if I knew how to speak, I would not have had to go learn how to speak and learn it on a deeper level. If I, you know, it's like all the if, same thing with learning. Every single obstacle that we think is in our way is actually crafted for our benefit. And it's like the biggest accelerant you could ever think. Like, oh my gosh, I don't have time. Bull crap, okay? You have time and you got to think through like how you can use it better and it's wow. been crafted for you. I don't have any money. Perfect. Lean in. Stop whining. You know, um, uh, uh, I got tested by these guys for ADHD and it, it, it seriously affected me because I didn't want to think I was broken. Right. I, I'm not worthy really popped in as the banner I was holding for a long time. Um, mm. I don't know what a briefcase cause I'm so poor, stupid, but that was a true thing, you know? And so there's a coin that I keep on my desk and it really has become my mantra. Um, lean in is one of them. And then number two, though, is uh, this coin right here. It says, uh, the obstacle is the way. And then on the back, it says, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. And it's like, that's so true. And when you realize every trial has been tailored for your personal growth, you realize, man, there's like not really actually that many true barriers in life. Chilling. So it gives me chills when I think about that. And then that's what, when I'm on stage and I'm seeing, and they get that, I'm like, yes, we just changed a few generations, maybe, you know, like if they do it now, you know, it, and suddenly this person moves freely 
And then they're like, get over their own garbage. And they realize the garbage is actually their benefit and their gain. And the reason people follow you is because of you getting through your garbage, not because of what you're amazing at. Mm. So much good there that I'm going to rewind and play over and over. Absolutely <laughs> genius, spectacular. Do you believe everything happens for a reason? Um, yeah, if you want it to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could seize the garbage going on in your life. And like the first time I ever read one of the books that really impacted me, Dotcom Secrets, was on a security line in the army. I was laying with my M16 in my right hand and I was literally for 10 days in the dirt and the mud. I read Dotcom Secrets in my left hand and army uniforms have pens right here in the slots. So I would just lay my rifle down, grab the pen, make the note, put it down, pick the <laughs> rifle up. And that's how that's I read amazing. it the first time. And like, but most people, I don't know, like you're not following the same steps that most people follow in life, you know? And so some things come to you I believe that there are things in this life that we design and can be designed, but then there are also things in this life that have to be discovered and you can't design them and you have to learn them by doing them. And so does it happen for a reason? Yeah. But like only if you're willing to actually like hear the lesson. You know? Amazing. I will leave you with this final question. Yeah. Steven Larson, how would you like to be remembered? Hmm. I want to be remembered as the guy who publicly destroyed his barriers. You know what I mean? I, I want to be remembered as the guy who I'm kind of, I'm kind of a scientist brain, meaning I really like to go take yesteryear's gurus, all their frameworks and distill it down into like the three things, you know what I mean? Simplified. Like it's, it's a combo of those two things. Let's go learn the frameworks that cause success as a rule and let's simplify them. And then number two, as you apply them, like there's all this mental garbage that everyone goes through. No one's alone on that. As they become qualified to actually play the game, right? Most people aren't qualified to actually play the game yet. And that's where their noise comes from in their head. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Like if I can be the litmus test in the public example of like oh man this is when he overcame that overcame that overcame that as he did the things that caused success like i think that's like super powerful that's it's not like a distilled distilled down thing i can tell you it's that idea i'll figure out another sexy way to say it in the future <laughs> well 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 powerful indeed there you have it i am just uh I, i'm just all kinds of chilled up with this information and you your vibrancy your energy thank you sir for spending your time opening up and sharing all of that incredible stuff with us today such a treat and a pleasure to have you here josh was one of my favorite interviews i've ever done thanks for having me man Oh, wow. I'll take it. Um, and for those listening, the theme, you get it. As always, if you got something out of it, take action. Take one small step in the direction you know you want to and need to go because you know where you want to and need to go. Just go there and share it with us. There's another fantastic episode not too far behind. As always, until we meet again, go get them. 
Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.